dear dad. I have so much to tell you. Miguel and I followed the Pokemon Thieves track back to Portobello Port. The tracks led us to a warehouse near the docks. There was a big truck that left as we got there, and these two scary-looking guys with crazy mustaches were driving it. Miguel was getting sweaty and nervous, so he called the cops. I just walked up and knocked on the front door of the warehouse, and this boy named Luca opened the door. He had a black eye and a leather jacket. He won't tell me how he got his black eye, even though I asked him nicely. Anyway, he helps us get in the warehouse. Apparently, he's here for the same reasons we are. I had a battle with some boxes. Luca found some documents, and now I'm staring at this big, scary machine. Where we last left off, you entered this room with this green glow coming from inside and you saw this strange machine, the likes of which you have never seen before, with these three weird looking pokeballs in the middle of it. And you saw these two figures, the one short and round fellow and the other tall brick shaped guy. You and Luca have snuck into the room and these fellows have not noticed you yet. What would you like to do? How are the pokeballs weird? Weird in what way? Their color, their shape, their size. What's weird about them? Looking at them, what's weird about them is that these Pokeballs aren't like any other ones that you've seen before. I mean, you know that there are all different kinds like, you know, repeat balls, timer balls, and there's great balls and ultra balls and, you know, all these all these different kinds of Pokeballs. This is unlike any Pokeball that you've ever seen before. These Pokeballs, as you squint and look across the room, you can just kind of make out that they seem to have a yellow bottom and purple top, and they've got a black zigzag in the middle. Got it. Okay, cool. That's helpful. Yeah, different different pattern than any kind of Pokeball that you've seen before. Okay, I uh, Pearl wants to turn off the machine. Okay. Is there a plug? An outlet? Give me an investigation check. That's a 14. Okay, with a 14, you kind of take a glance around the room and you look at the outlets and things that are near where you're at. It doesn't seem like there is an outlet that it's plugged into or a sort of power cord. It seems like this thing must have some other way of generating electricity besides the building itself. It seems to run independently of the electricity in the building. Okay, I'm guessing I'm going to just get as close to the machine as possible to try to find a way to turn it off. Okay. Sneakily. All right, the guys are between you and the machine. So how would you like to try to go about doing that? I would like to climb the ceiling. Climb the ceiling how? <laughs> Don't question the madness! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so there's the machine. There's these two guys. I'm saying, because you are not a Pokemon. I know. I like to Luca. Luca, I'm going to try to distract them. You turn off the machine, okay? Distract them with what? And I look to turn on the light switch in the room. <laughs> okay, you see that there is a light switch that's like right next to the door where you guys are at. You haven't come in super far, but it is right there near where you're at. Awesome. Just trust me. He says, okay, and he starts reaching for the Pokeball that is at his side. And I pull out Sealy, and I flip on the light switch. Okay, simultaneously, you bring out Sealy, and Luca uh, lets out this Totodile from this Pokeball that he has as you turn the lights on, and both of the figures are like, oh, what's going on? And now, ladies and gentlemen, the show of your life, 
Seely, hit it! And Seely begins to tap dance. <laughs> and I do as well. Welcome, we're so glad to see you all here out tonight. Team Nasty, looking good. How's it doing in the house tonight? How are you folks? Welcome, welcome to the show. It's a jolly old day in Pokemon. It's a jolly old day in Pokemon. Hey, hit it, Seely. You just hear the sounds of like, fins like flapping on the tile. Uh, and then we whip out canes and top hats. Make a... That's part of the act. Uh, I know. I don't doubt that you have canes and top hats. Thank you. Go ahead and make a performance check. Okay. Ooh, not good. A seven. In the middle of this empty, dilapidated, terrible warehouse, you turn on the lights and start doing a tap dance routine with Seely. Luca and the Totodile both like slow burn turn to you and we uh, like pan up and we see Miguel behind and he's got this like red and white ape looking Pokemon that he's released from a Pokeball seeing what you guys were doing and they both just slow burn look at you and both of the guys who were on the opposite side of the room just tilt their head. And uh. that's why we love Pokemon! Triple step and jazz hands. Yeah! Uh, Bob, what are these people doing here? Tips! Tips! We love to serve you all! And the, Thank short, you. the short one comes forward and he's like, Look, I don't know what you're doing in here, but you need to get out. Mm -mm. Well, sir, uh, didn't you know we are traveling performers? We've been booked! This is our gig! I don't know who's booked you. If our boss booked you, our boss left already. So I suggest that you get out of here before you get yourselves hurt. Understand? Hurt? Who would ever hurt a ten-year-old and her Sealy? We don't take too kindly to trespasses here in our place of business. So I suggest you leave. And Miguel steps forward and he says, okay, okay, look. And the big red and white ape Pokemon follows behind him and it comes up next to him. He's like, look, we're here to get the Pokemon back that you all stole from the Pokemon professors in Inoki Village. Hand them over Miguel. and we'll be on our way. The cops are already coming. Oh my gosh, Miguel, you just gave away. Have you not heard of Suave? Jean-Avive, Suave. Just coming out right with the plan, man. A little dance, a little song and dance. Get them distracted. The cops. You all called the cops, huh? Ah, oh, Miguel. And I put Seely back in the ball. Man, come on. The, the short one who you uh, gather is named Bob says, well, if the cops are on their way, I guess there's only one thing to do. And he slams a big red button on the machine. Dude, Luca, why didn't you get to the machine already? You had a decade. He pulls you had out a, a decade of time. I'm upset. I'm upset that Luca did not get to the machine. I gave him so much time. Ah. <laughs> With your passive perception, you noted that up until the word the cops are coming was said, Luca was like sneaking along the sidewall and got almost to where the three Pokeballs were, but did not quite get there yet before Miguel said what he said. Roll for initiative. Ah. Oh, I'm frustrated. Was it that hard? Really, folks? Was it that hard? What'd you get? Seven. A seven? Yeah. Okay. Pearl's not happy right now. <laughs> Pearl's a little frustrated. Oh my god, a little? Ugh. Okay. First up in initiative is the short one called Bob. He 
pulls out a Pokeball and throws out a Geodude as it falls to the ground. And it looks like just happy to be there. He's uh, like, yeah, yeah. And what Pokemon do you currently like have out? Is just, Did you say that Seelie was out? What do we got? I pull out Seelie. Yeah, yeah. And Bob says, all right, Geodude, go for a rollout. And Geodude is going to try to get Seelie. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that is a 13 plus some stuff. What's, uh... Uh, My AC's 14. Okay, so that's a 16, so that does hit. (laughs) As this Geodude starts rolling, rolling, rolling on the ground and picks up speed and zooms across and does move to hit Seelie. Seelie will take... No, Seelie will take nothing. See, it's not so... Seelie will take three points of ground damage, which uh, I believe Seelie is resistant to ground damage. Yes. Um, where would I see resistance? If you look down on your uh, left-hand side, vulnerabilities, resistances, immunities. I have resistance to fire, ice, steel, and water. Okay, so not to ground. No. Okay, so you take three points of damage as this Geodude has rolled across the room and boom, made contact and hit Seelie with a rollout. Next up is actually you. Everyone else oh my gosh, wow. really okay. bad in initiative. That's wild. We are doing a headbutt. Seelie, headbutt. All right, headbutt on the Geodude. Headbutt on the Geodude, Seelie. All right, roll a hit. What you got? Four. A four? Four. And I'm scared C- too! <laughs> I am scared too! Seely! And Seely is like totally caught off guard and just no, all sorts of like not happy about what's going on and just goes for a wild headbutt at the Geodude, but the Geodude is still like spinning around and spins out of the way of the headbutt. Uh, I can't do it. Uh. Next up is uh, the big brick guy's turn and uh, Bob's like, go on Thwomp, go and get him! And Thwomp sends out a Jigglypuff. That's cute, Pearl says. <laughs> <laughs> this huge brick of a man sends out a Jigglypuff, and he's like, all right, uh, Jigglypuff, do a pound. And uh, Jigglypuff goes and runs over toward the Totodile and goes to pound. That is only a five, so uh, even with everything, that will not hit. As this Totodile ducks out of the way nimbly and baring its teeth at the Jigglypuff, that is Thwomp's turn. It is now Luca's turn, actually. And Luca's like, all right, Tufus, go ahead and do a rage and then water gun. And you see this Totodile just like has a fire in its eyes as it clenches its little claws and... I love him! Let's out this roar and then lets out this huge burst of water at uh, this jiggly puff. And let's see. That will hit with a 13. So let's see. That is going to be 1d6 plus 2. Okay, so that water gun is 1d6 plus 2. Rolled a 4 plus 2 for rage damage. So that's a total of 6 damage on the yes. jiggly puff. Pearl is inspired by that, that Pokemon. Yes, uh, as Tufus is just like yelling out and like its tongue is lashing and its teeth are gnashing. And that is his turn. Miguel is up next, uh, bringing up the rear. And he comes forward, steps into the room with his Pokemon. And he says, all right, Vigoroth, uh, make an uproar. And so this Vigoroth goes and is just going crazy around the room, jumping around the place, like tearing parts of the room apart, ripping up the ceiling and like throwing it at the Geo dude and at the Jigglypuff. They both need to make constitution saves. Alright, the Jigglypuff does not make the save, but the Geodude does, so the Geodude will only take half of the damage, so... 
good rolls. Okay, that's a roll of a 13. So the Geodude will all take half damage from the move and then half damage because of its resistance to normal type moves. So it only takes four points of damage, but Jigglypuff, however, is knocked out as uh, pieces of debris and, and things that this Vigoroth is throwing around the room do knock it out. Good. As Thwomp is like, oh no, oh no, and immediately recalls the Jigglypuff and sends out this other round Pokemon. It's got this weird yellow looking feather thing and it looks like just a little green blob with a little puckered up face and, and squinty eyes. But that is Miguel's turn. Which brings us back to the top with Bob, who uh, immediately focuses attention to the big old monkey in the room and says, All right, Geodude, go after that big monkey. Go after the Vigoroth. And Geodude redirects its trajectory and goes for the rollout, uh, heading straight for the Vigoroth. It's only four, so that does not hit. As he spirals past the Vigoroth, it actually like jumps over uh, as it's going crazy in the middle of the room, and it does not make contact. Geodude is like on the opposite side of the room, kind of in the corner now, as it's like revving up, revving up, and then boom, going across, and so it's just pinballing itself all around the room. Next up is you, Pearl. What are you going to do? Still want to growl. No, I want to headbutt Geodude. Okay, great. Yeah, go for a headbutt on Geodude. It's like pinballing itself around the room, so you can sort of wait until it has a moment where it's rolling past you again, then boom, go for a headbutt. Okay. Is the attack bonus something I add? Because you're an ace trainer, you have a little extra plus one to that, so you should have your strength modifier plus your proficiency plus your ace trainer thing, so I think that's plus five to hit. It is. Okay, great. Fifteen. Fifteen does hit the Geodude yes! with the headbutt, so go ahead and roll that damage. Woo! Nice. Is that also with your extra plus one yeah. for damage roll from Ace well, Trainer? So my damage bonus is three. I added your Ace Trainer to the to the character sheet there because your strength modifier is plus two, and then with the extra, it's uh, plus three. I had a seven, and I added three. Ten. Gotcha. Ten. All right, so the Geodude will take five points of damage since it does resist normal type moves, but you are definitely making a dent in it as it's rolling across the room and it's getting beat up by both the Vigoroth and you now, and it's going about its business. Are you wanting to move at all? No. All right, so you're going to stay where you are in the room? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Next up is Thwomp, and he says, I go up and go for a, go for a pound attack on the little gator. And this Pokemon sort of swells itself up like a balloon and goes to smash down on Toofus the Totodile. Uh-huh. Man, everybody's just rolling so low. Uh, that's only an 11 total, so that nice. will not do it. Good. As this Pokemon releases the air that it had built up in his body for this big old pound attack. But that is Thwomp's turn. So then next up is Luca, and Luca's like, all right, Toofus, go for a bite attack. We'll show him who's got the bigger mouth. And uh, Toofus is like, ah! Uh, and let's see. Ooh, yes. That's going to be a 17 total, so that will hit. Good. I like Toofus. Toofus is a baller. All right, and with the rage bonus, that is a total of 10 points of dark damage to the Gulpin. And the Gulpin is not looking great as Toofus is just like gnawing on it, chomping down on it. And Gosh, it's a vicious, vicious image. Yeah, Toofus does not play around. And as that is happening, Luca is also making his way across the room even further. Yes. Uh, edging further and further, Thank closer you, and closer to the machine with the Pokeballs. You see, as this is happening, all of this uh, craziness is going on, that there is now a timer on the big machine <gasps> counting down. From where? 20, 30, 10? It was counting down from like 
two minutes. Okay. It's a two-minute sequence of uh, something. Oh, gosh. Uh, next up is Miguel's turn, who is going to come up and sort of shield you, Pearl, with his own person. But Vigoroth is still going to just keep on making an uproar Love it. all around the room. This ape is going crazy. Yeah, monkey! Just monkeying around. Both Gulpin and Geodude fail their con saves. So, ooh. That is 14, half for Geodude is seven, is actually just enough to knock out the Geodude. Oh, great. And it knocks out the Gulpin. The Gulpin only had six left. Uh, so this Vigoroth is continuing to throw things around the room, just screech in the direction of these creatures. Pearl, go ahead and make a, a, a wisdom saving throw. Me, Pearl, make it. Yeah, you, Pearl. Um, That's a 14. A 14? So you are not technically frightened, but this is like... This is intense. This is probably the scariest, most intense uh, Pokemon stuff going on that you've ever seen before. I'm scared, uh, yeah. Especially like considering the circumstances, all of this is a lot. Yeah. But all of I'm that's I'm not doing happening. so well. But Geodude and Gulpin both get returned uh, to their Pokeballs and uh, both Bob and Thwomp go to send out new ones. Thwomp reaches for the last Pokeball on his belt and he tosses it out and it's this like kind of short and stubby Pokemon with these tall ears. It's very, very chubby, uh, proportionally even more so than Pichu. It's got uh, kind of a similar body shape, I guess, in the fact that it's, you know, got its little legs and, and stubby little arms, but it's very round and it's got a round head. And he's like, all right, Munchlax, you got this. And then Bob says, all right, Voltorb, let's go. Let's kick some butt. And he throws out a Voltorb, but that will take us back to the top of initiative. And Bob says, all right, Voltorb, go ahead and charge up. We're going to blow him out of here. And you God. see this like electricity building up in the air around Voltorb as it like you see it clenching. These eyes squint and you see the, the electricity and sparks kind of coming off of it. And it looks like it's just ready to blow. But it is your turn. I have to get Celia out of there and I get uh, coconut in. Okay, uh, so that will take your full turn to switch out, but you return Seely to the Pokeball, or, or, and you send out Coconut the Pichu, who comes out very confused, is like, beep, 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 beep. I'm sorry, I have to ruin your innocence. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> and Pichu is out now, sort of trying to piece together what's going on, uh, but that is your turn. Next up is Thwomp, who's going to say, All right, Munchlax, go on and lick that little little Pichu over there. And this Munchlax goes and like, dong, 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 waddles over and goes for a big lick on Pichu. That is only a two. Goodness gracious. <laughs> it's so cute, you can't! <laughs> it's true. That's, that is part of why the Munchlax misses. It's just like, Meh. Like, it just contemplates the cuteness for a second before being like, oh, right, I have to attack Coconut this does a little roll. I know, Coconut's like, uh, does a little tumble and, like, bounces back up. Like, oh, I guess this is fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but that's, that's Thwomp. Next up is Luca, who has uh, made his way over to the machine and at once grabs all three of the Pokeballs and stuffs them into his bag and starts running the opposite way. He says, all right, Toofus, go on and go to bite that guy who just tried to bite the, the Pichu over there. We got to protect our friends. And Toofus runs over just like eyes ablaze, mouth wide open and like jumps up into the air and goes to just chomp down on this Munchlax but totally beefs it and face plants. <laughs> <laughs> like hops right back up like, <laughs> but it's got like the whole like, I just fell into the floor sort of mark on the face. Uh, and the one like bead of sweat, the anime like. <laughs> yep, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, as Luca's like, okay, all right, next time. It's okay, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> but we're your friends. <laughs> 
Next up is Miguel, who uh, leans down to you and is like, all right, look, we, we got to go ahead and get out of here as soon as we can. That clock keeps on ticking down and you see that like the, the clock keeps on getting lower and lower. And these guys are looking very distressed uh, just as much as you are. They were probably thinking that they could make a much uh, speedier exit. But Miguel's like, all right, bigger off. Keep it up. Keep it up. And both Voltorb and Munchlax need to make con saves. A seven and a six. Bob and Thwomp. Good old grunts. <laughs> um... That's another 14 damage total for both of them. And let's see, normal type and electric type. So they both take full damage and both of those are looking real bad. I talk to Miguel and I say, as soon as Luca clears the door, we run. All right, yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea. We got to get out of here. And like, as that's happening, you hear like the sounds of like sirens approaching in the background. He's like, yeah, we got we to gotta get out of here. And that brings us to the top of the initiative order with Bob, who says, all right, Voltorb, go for a spark attack on the big one. And this Voltorb unleashes this electric energy and it goes shooting out at Vigoroth. Okay, that will just hit with a 14. So that is going to be 1d10 plus move electric damage plus more damage from charge. Uh, so that is going to be... <laughs> you rolled a one. Uh, so nice, thank goodness. It's gonna be a total of five damage on Vigoroth, who does not seem to care. Yes just staying so strong. But Pearl, it is now your turn as that Voltorb has just unleashed this torrent of electricity and both the Munchlax and it are looking real rough right now. And uh, these Team Nasty grunts are looking rather frazzled and uh, seeming like they weren't ready for this amount of combat from just two kids and a guy in a lab coat. Yeah, that's right. Don't judge us. Okay, Coconut, Thundershock on the Munchlax. All right, roll the hit. That is a 18. 18. Yeah, okay, so how does how does the thundershock happen and you uh, knock out the munchlax? I like to imagine Coconut looks at me and, goes, <laughs> and gives me a... And I'm like, yeah, you can do it! <gasps> and then he uses his ears and they flap a little bit. Like, they pull back and then they go... <laughs> and then he jumps. <laughs> yeah, he jumps and then <laughs> the yeah. stream of electricity flows and, like, hits the munchlax and it's, like, up in the air doing the whole, like, skeleton munchlax, skeleton munchlax yeah. thing before it falls to the ground uh, with the little spirals in its eyes. And Thwomp's like, oh, no, Bob, that's all I got. And he returns the munchlax. You know how much damage I want? Uh, sure, go ahead and roll it. It's, it was a six. It's, it's definitely going to knock it out. It was a yeah. six. Yeah. It was a six? Okay. Yeah, no. It held, it only had two hit points left. Woo! As he says, yeah, Bob, Bob, that's all I got. Where's Luca? It's Luca's turn now, actually, and Luca is, like, making his way across the room uh, to where you are and finally, like, gets to pretty much the same spot in the room as you and Miguel. Two fists is alongside of him running after, and he's like, go for one more water gun. We got to get out of here. Toofus just takes a wild shot and it misses the Voltorb as the focus now for you guys is more on getting out of here yeah. than it is on actually doing any damage in battle. You guys have got what you came here for, so you're going to split. And that is the end of Lucas' turn. Miguel is going to return Vigoroth, who like looks in a daze now after three turns of causing yeah. just this absolute uproar. But uh, he returns Vigoroth to the Pokeball and he's like, all right, let's go. And he starts getting ready to exit the room. 
Bob, leaving Voltorb out on the field, uh, just throws out a second Pokeball and a coughing emerges. And he says, all right, coughing, give us a smoke screen so we can get out of here. And this purple orb of a Pokemon that floats in the air releases this smoke no! out of its pores, just absolutely enveloping the room. And uh, you guys, it's all a blur uh, as we're technically out of combat now and the entire place is filled with this smoke. You hear the beeping countdown of this strange Pearl machine. Just yells, and you all run out. You see vaguely the outlines of Bob and Thwomp as they are coconut also going too. out of there. Yeah, you pick up Coconut. Luca's got two fists, and you all are sprinting out of here, sprinting out of here. And as you make your way like down the staircase, doing all of this stuff, you finally run out of the front door of the warehouse. You see that there are now like cop cars everywhere, all over the place. Uh, but you run out, and do you yell anything as you as you're coming out? It's gonna blow! As that happens, you're able to just barely duck to safety as from the third floor. The entire warehouse just goes up in a huge explosion of flames everywhere. There's glass and pieces of debris flying out all over the place. You see in the sky all of these uh, crates that were on the third floor must have blown up because you see all of these balls very similar looking to the ones that Luca grabbed from the machine. They all fly up into the air and uh, sort of broken in pieces scatter around the place. You see bits of that strange machine, whatever it was, just go everywhere. Some of it like hits the sides of cars and like breaks windows and stuff and hits other buildings. It is a massive explosion. And then it's silent. And you take a second to breathe. And like you and Miguel and Luca are all like leaning against the back of one of these squad cars, just breathing heavily. And all of these police officers are very confused. Hello friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Castor and Pollux, makers of mystical jewelry and geeky novelties. Quest Co. listeners can go to castpollux.com and get 15% off your entire order of dice, jewelry, and other fun accessories by using the code THEQUESTCO at checkout. That's T-H-E-Q-U-E-S-T-C-O, all one word and no spaces, for 15% off your entire order. If you're a fan of Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. You can help us to cover necessary expenses and help us continue to improve the quality of the podcast. We've got multiple patron tiers available and every little bit helps. If you'd like to give us that support, you can do so at patreon.com slash Podcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram at The Quest Company and on Twitter at Junior. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, so please, if you're enjoying the show, spread the good word. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior, you might get a character named after you on the show. Our next episode is the first one we recorded since the official podcast launch, so I'm excited to have some listener names in there. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. Thank you to Joseph Cash for the song Pokytownville. Thanks to Foolboy Media for the songs Video Game Land and Acid Lounge. Thank you to Visager for the songs Mini Boss Fight and Dark Sanctum Boss Fight. Thank you to Ozd for the song Secret Treehouse. And thank you to Arif Skiff for the song Ascending. That's all for me, so let's get back to the episode. Thanks for listening to Postcards from Pearl here on Quest Company Jr. I give Coconut the biggest squeeze. You did great! Okay, time to go back in. And Coconut goes back in the Pokeball. Miguel like looks around at all of the police officers who are giving you guys like a what just happened look. Uh, and he says, um, we can explain. And you all are taken back to the police station, not being arrested not or anything. Not in custody, but yeah. Not, yeah not, in, not in custody by any means. Because we were the people who called. See, Miguel? It all works out. <laughs> but you go and you uh, explain the situation, what happened, what all was going on. And then later on, you are released, all three of you, and you have the Pokeballs from the machine. Luca, you did great. Uh, uh, thanks. Um, hey, uh, I need to go... Uh, back to the to the wreckage uh, really quick uh there was something i was uh i was looking for and i uh i found it but i i kind of um stashed it away before you guys got there so i need to i need to go see um if it's still there i didn't i didn't bring it with me when all of that was going down okay i'll come with you okay you all uh go back to the warehouse this is hours later it's it's late into the night now and um <laughs> miguel don't tell anybody, but this is the latest I've ever stayed up. Oh, that's great. Hey, Woo! um, don't ever tell your dad that, well, no, I'm not going to tell you to not tell your dad because that's, that's just as bad. Yeah, relax, man. Although <sighs> I didn't expect such evil in the world. I thought this was all just about, you know, embracing Pokemon, discovering their natural habitats, learning about the earth, but that's not, uh, there, there's some nasty people, huh? Yeah, there's um, there's some people who aren't great out there. And Lucas says, "Yeah, you can say that again." Uh, as you guys uh, make your way over to the what's left of this warehouse, the whole thing didn't crumble down, but most of it did. Uh, particularly the far uh, back part of it, where the machine actually was, is all blown out, and um, there are not as many uh, like police officers and everything around now. Like it's, it's the crime scene has died down, and uh, most of them are you know, off doing whatever other business they have now. But it is sort of like caution taped off. Yeah. It's sort of like, this is a dangerous spot. Like, be careful. But Luca actually, um, like, goes to split from you for a second. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go try to get it. I don't want you to have to, like, go in the wreckage and stuff. Is that okay? Okay. All right. And he uh, splits off before you guys actually get to all of that because he's going to try to make sure that he's not seen. Okay. Uh, so he goes out and he slinks off into the shadows and you are able to kind of follow him for a bit. And you see he actually ends up digging around in the same dumpster where you found your bad pizza box. Uh, you look up, you see what's left of a window, just one story above, appears as though it was actually opened. Like not not blown oh. out, but it had been opened and uh, seems as though he might have tossed something down in there. Gotcha. 
So you see him rooting around in there and then emerge with uh, something that he quickly stuffs in his bag and then he comes back around to you all and he's like, um, okay, I'm uh, I'm ready to go. Um, I'm sorry, I don't even know what I'm saying. I, I, I can just leave. I We just went through a lot. We just met. I don't have to go back with you or anything. Luca, we're a team. Like you said, we're friends now in the fight. Okay, um... Well, where, where are you all going now? I guess we should probably find a place to sleep, right? Yeah, it might not be a bad idea. And Miguel says, yeah, well, we can we can stay at a Pokemon Center here in Portobello Port, if that makes sense. Sounds good to me. All right. Yeah, and so you guys head over to the Pokemon Center, and you check in with your trainer IDs and everything. And I don't have a trainer ID. Do I have a trainer ID? You have a trainer ID. I have a trainer ID! You don't have a Pokedex. Uh, that's what I'm missing. But you check in there, and so you're able to stay there for the night and hey, cl- clean Luca. up. So they let you keep the Pokeballs? Well, I didn't, uh, I didn't show them. I knew that they belonged to the people that you were here for. Or they Are you bl- sure? How do we know? How do we know it's f- for the professors? I guess we don't. I just, I just had a hunch and Should I haven't we? had the heart to open them up. And Should we open them up? Big smile. Um, they were attached to that machine and, uh... I think that we might want to wait until we get back to this lab that you guys were talking about. I'll explain once we've once we've made it back there. It's uh, there's there's a lot. Okay. So since you're 14, do you like stay up this late like all the time? Stay up late all the time. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. Whoa. Does I'm stuff always... like this happen all the time since you're 14? Uh, uh less explosions. Uh, but you know, cool teen stuff. Hey, I like your po- I like your Pokemon. Oh, thanks, Tufus. Yeah, yeah he's, Tufus is cool. Uh, he's a he's a nut. I liked yours too. The, the seal and the Pichu. Yeah, it's good. Thanks. You know, we're I like to call us the Cuddle Bunch. If we had to be a team name or anything, like we're not the nasty. We're like cuddly. Cuddle Bunch is very good. Thanks. Well, well I'm, I'm pretty tired. Yeah, I think I'll I'm gonna. Like to, I'll, uh, yeah, I should. Yeah, go okay. to bed. Or we could just, like, you know, stay up the whole night. Wait, what? What? But Hey, Luca. Good night. And he goes to bed. And, yeah, you go to sleep and... Before I go to sleep, mm-hmm. I write a very long postcard to my dad. You do? Mm-hmm. I love it. Great. So in the morning, uh, you wake up and you and Luca and Miguel head out after you deposit your postcard down at the front desk. And for the sake of brevity, we'll say that you go and you all make your way through the path through the Inoki Woods, uninhibited, and you do make your way back uh, with your Pokemon healed from being at the Pokemon Center, but you find your way back to the lab. You arrive at the Inoki Village Pokemon Lab, and you see that there is progress being made on cleanup. You see Professor Hemlock and Professor Spruce. They're sweeping up, and they've sort of straightened up, you know, bookcases that had been smashed and uh, knocked over and putting things back on the shelves. You're going to love these two, Luca. Professors! Hey! Hi! Hey! Hey, guys! Just jumping the whole way up there. I pulled out Seely. Yes. Seely, you get to meet the professors now. Professors! Or, 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 yes! Or, 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 or. They're great! Hey, guys! Hey! 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 Miguel the whole just, like, way waves. there. <laughs> Once they're in sight. Yeah, so as you approach, you're jumping up in the air, and Seely's jumping and flopping around as well. Miguel Seely is, needs like, to know this is a good place. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um... You all approach, and both of the professors are, seem very happy to see you as they as they wave and usher you in. You see that they've made a lot of progress. And Professor Hemlock says, "It's it's good to see you. We were we were worried when you didn't come back last night. We Miguel did call us, but it was still well, it's things not, it sounded got, like you all went through a lot. Yeah, things got crazy, and someone may or may not have stayed up till three a.m. Three a.m. 
And uh, <laughs> Professor Spruce uh, chimes in. She's like, oh, well, that, so- that uh, sounds like that's past your bedtime. But we found something. Be. We found something. This what? is my friend Luca. Uh, hi, uh, everybody. It's nice to meet also you. Also meet Seely, the or- pride and joy of my life. Or- 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 and my best friend. High five, flipper, bump thing. And uh, Professor Hemlock says, well, that's it's nice to meet all of you that we haven't met yet. Uh, We apologize that we were so frazzled yesterday. There was a lot going on and we've never had anything happen like this before. And uh, Professor Spruce says, yes, uh, it was it was all just so much. And we were overwhelmed. Yeah, Uh, you guys could barely speak in full sentences. We're sorry that we didn't make the best first impression, but uh, we're happy that you're back now. And uh, it sounds like things went well. It's okay. Yeah. That's why I'm letting Ceiling meet you now, because I knew I could see it. You guys are a little more pulled together. Yeah. So, Luca, hit it. Uh, yeah, so um, pretty sure we've got your Pokemon back. I, I hope it's them. I haven't opened the Pokeballs up yet because um, they might be a little different. And he hands them over to the professors uh, and he says, I leave it up to you. I just I didn't want to be the one to do it. Um, I'm just going to be careful and my Totodile is going to be ready in case anything happens. And both of the professors look really confused and kind of worried for a second. They were in this weird machine and it was really green. And now they have these nasty balls on them. Yeah. Um. So as I said, uh, up to you, but just just know. And with a concerned look on both of their faces, they're they're like, oh, well, all right. And Daisy, Professor Spruce, goes ahead and lets out a Blossom from a Pokeball. And Professor Hemlock, uh, Rosie, lets out a Luxray, this sort of electric lion-looking thing, and next to this Pokemon that's all flowers. And they say, oh, all right, well, whatever happens, we're ready, I think. And they release the starters from their Pokeballs. From the Pokeballs emerge a Torchic a Mudkip, and a Trico. Something seems off about them. Don't tell me they have zigzag mustaches, too! (laughs) No! They don't have zigzag mustaches, but they do, like, all look very, um feral almost no. like there's, there's something in their eyes that looks like kind of wild and they immediately look around confused about what's going on they sort of jump at whatever the closest pokemon or people are and professor spruce says blossom use sleep powder and this all of this uh these spores release from the flowers on the blossom's head and sprinkle down and the starters do go to sleep and lucas says yeah that's uh that's what i was worried about has this and- happened to you before luca yeah, and he goes to his backpack and he pulls out the device that he pulled out of a dumpster. It's this weird-looking thing that looks uh, almost like a, a mechanical sleeve uh, that has some sort of device that would at the top that would like go to someone's ear. He says, uh, this is part of what Team Nasty does. This is what's called a snag machine, and they're shadow Pokemon now. And that's where we're going to end this episode. <gasps> dun, dun, dun! I'm so scared!